Well, hi, everyone out there. Thank you for tuning in to Love at First Laugh, the Green Room Edition. And today I am so excited because my guest was actually on my podcast, Lay Down Comedy, uh, a skew shaman. But I don't know if today he's going to be truly, I have no idea if he's going to be as BJ Averill or the shaman, Q Shaman, that's his name. Uh, he's been on the Amazing Race 9. You've seen him on Weeds. Uh, you've seen him on CSI. He's a CBS technology, the technology reporter, and he's also an online tutor. So we'll talk about all this, maybe to BJ, maybe to Q Shaman. We don't know. Let's see who shows up. Hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's Q Shaman. <laughs> I'm still in the green room. Ah, uh, yeah, of course, the green room is going to be Q Shaman. So, um, Q, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having BJ on your show tonight. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, you're going to channel BJ and you're going to tell me a lot of stuff about BJ. Plus, I also want to yeah. ask you uh, love advice because you're really good at that. Of course. Yeah, because you're like a super spiritual dude. As a shaman, I am in touch with both the spiritual and the material and the ethereal worlds. Interesting. So you have all, ooh, look at that. Wow, shaman, you, you're very, very sexy. You do stuff that's sexy, but I know you don't mean to be sexy. You, you mean to be spiritual, but it's kind of borderline sexy. Do people tell you that? <laughs> yeah, it's part of you. Uh, so tell me, uh, I know, um, that BJ, uh, who you know very well, went to Harvard. And um, is that true? Is, is, did he go to Harvard? It is true, yes. There are newspaper articles that reference it. I heard. Evidence. Yes, because he seems to be very rebellious. Like he does not put up with any kind of shit. I heard that. Which is good. I, I admire that very much. We have uh, so, that in common among many other things. Yes. I heard that. I heard you and BJ have a lot in common. You even look the same. Well, without the horns. Oh, and uh, I, I'm usually wearing um, face makeup. But I'm not right now because, you know, I'm kind of a amalgamation of BJ and Q. So you can just call me BJ, Q, BJQ, DQ, DW. I'll respond to any combination of letters. I love it. That's great. You're so multidimensional, Q, BJ, shaman, ethereal man. Q, Princess Grace, coming from you, that is high praise. Uh, Yes, it is <laughs> from the queen. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just want to know more because I've been reading about BJ, right? And I heard that he got in trouble at Harvard. Why was that? What did he do, this rebellious one? Well, I believe what you're talking about was there's a, an experience on an airplane where um, he had to be escorted off by authorities and then handcuffed on the tarmac and driven to the, you know, every airport has a, a jail in it, as I'm, I'm sure people are aware. But, uh, you know, not the best place to spend Thanksgiving because <laughs> there's only one kind of stuffing they serve there. 
<laughs> I can only imagine. And and tell me, I, I know that you couldn't get on the plane because you were late. Are you always late or was this like something like traffic or what was it? I, are you sure? I'm pretty sure that uh, if you check the records, you'll see that pre-2000, you were allowed to arrive at your flight late and still board it. That is correct. You're right. So only recently that they stopped letting people get on planes after they take off. That is true. I, I yeah, you're right. I never even thought about that. But it's uh, it's never been a problem for me, you know, because I'm usually on the crazy train straight to the capital. I know. Yeah, that, that, we know that. Yeah. Uh, so interesting. How did it feel being in jail, like an airport jail? Because it's not real jail. So how how is that? Can you? Tell us a little bit more about the airport jail. Well, I mean, I think that it's similar to a real jail because mm -hmm. you're put into a, a cell and you're locked in and you don't know when you'll be let out. Mm. That's a little scary. Yes. Have you ever been uh, incarcerated or imprisoned or jailed yourself? Locked up, handcuffed? Not yet. Not, 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 not yet. Hey, there's a first time for everything. It is Valentine's Day. Yeah, well, <laughs> I might go to jail today for public exposure or something. I don't well, know. You know. Maybe you should just start off getting handcuffed. Yeah, you know, well, I... You go straight to jail. You know, I've done the handcuff stuff. And that's kind of fun, but it wasn't in jail. So I'm sure like when they take you to jail with the handcuffs, it's a little different than when you put handcuffs on and then you have fun with the handcuffs on. Does that make sense to you, Shaman? It's always different if you have the key to the handcuffs in your possession, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. I always hide a spare key um, under my mat. Under your the floor, floor mat? The floor, yes. That would must confuse would-be burglars because they get to your place, they lift up the mat and they say, aha, here's a key, but then it doesn't open your door. It opens the handcuffs that you're handcuffed with inside. You so get me, Shaman. Oh my God. It's like we're on the same wavelength. Yes. The Q wavelength. The Q, How yes. do you feel about uh, Q being revealed as a sham? <laughs> oh, okay. You need to tell me about that. Q anon, right? Q, that's what you're referring to, Q shaman? Mm -hmm. For the past okay. three or four years, there were a lot of people following this, not Q shaman, but just Q, the letter, who was dropping information about how the commander-in-chief was secretly fighting a globalist, communist, demonic, left-wing ball of satanic cannibalist pedophiles. But yeah. then it turned out to not entirely be based in reality. How do you feel about that? You know, I felt personally that I think uh, a certain orange person was financing that because it kind really? of... Yes, because first of all, the tweets weren't the same. Like, because I checked both, I was kind of like seeing what the orange person was tweeting and then what Q was saying. And they completely, their narratives were exactly the same. And also, really? 
Yes. And also Q made this orange person look like the savior of the world. So I was like, huh, who would finance an organization that speaks in, um, you know, like with like three words at a time. And then the, the orange person tweets the same thing and it makes him look like the Messiah. Hmm. Great. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't heard much from this one who should not be named recently. Yeah. I used to like orange, you know, and now mm, not so much. You don't, you're not wearing any orange right now, I can see. Well, the lipstick has an orange tint to it. Oh, okay. So just, just a slight nod of the head. Yeah. To the orange a, man in the sky. A little bit, yeah. Oh, this, this is orange too, huh? That's, yeah, that's orange too. And this and yours is orange too. Uh-huh. Yeah. This See? Thing. This thing. Yeah. But you know, I started Love at First Laugh like a few years ago. And so I can't change the color now. I've been. Mm -hmm. Wow. How, how long has uh, Love at First Laugh been? And this is the green room edition. This is the green room edition because we're stuck at home. <laughs> so uh, that's all we can do. Green room. We can't do like live shows. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, so Love at First Laugh is sometimes a live show with studio with an audience, a live audience. Yes, a live audience. Yeah, yeah, like in comedy clubs, stand-up comedy. Oh, okay. You've done it in in different places in LA. Oh yeah, yeah. We toured the show for six years, I think. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of stuff, Q. A lot of. Oh stuff. yeah, I was I was doing my research. I was watching some of your older videos where you're uh, interviewing some athletes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are really old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You've done your research very well, Q. Um, yes. Yeah. Why, why did you choose the, the Q in your name, Q Shaman? Why? Well, you know, it's the 17th letter of the alphabet, and on my 17th birthday, I didn't get a car that I wanted. Instead, I got a computer, and it was an Atari 2600. And so that's when I decided that I would use it to learn about the world around me. And there were a lot of pitfalls, a lot of chances for things to go kaboom. But I made my way through the haunted house by, you know, just going one step at a time avoiding ghosts, eating power pellets. And then, you know, this year things have really come into full bloom. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely they have. Uh, so tell me, I want to know a little bit about the Amazing Race because I know BJ was a winner of the Amazing Race 9. Now I'm BJ. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up, BJ? Good to see oh, you. Hi. It's me, BJ, winner of the Amazing Race Nine. Yeah, well, you know, I was kind of like a BJ Rosserus. <laughs> you do, you do. I was actually asking Q about uh, the Amazing Race Nine, so I want to know a little bit more about that experience. Would you be interested in going on yourself? Who? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Why oh, not? Oh gosh, you should. It's the best experience. You get to go around the entire world. I went with my best friend, Tyler. McNiven in 2006, our season aired, and it was a great time. We started off in Denver, Colorado at the Red Rock Amphitheater, and then from there we flew down to Brazil, 
Wow. Brazil, we went to Moscow, Russia. And then from there, we went to Sicily, Greece, Rome, Oman, Australia, Thailand, Japan, Alaska, all the way around the globe, but back to Denver. And uh, had a lot of adventures. I can only imagine. But before the adventures, I want to know something about an airport again, because the airport seems to be a place where you either just win or go to jail. I mean, that seems to be what I researched from you. So what happened on the Amazing Race 9 at the airport? On the Amazing Race, we did have to go to an airport almost right away. We went from the Red Rock Amphitheater to the Colorado International Airport. Mm -hmm. And we were able to get on the first flight out of there to Brazil. Nice. Getting into Brazil after the second flight due to some delays and some changes in scheduling. But then, you know, from there, we also went to the airport in Brazil. We were in Sao Paulo. Nice. I'm from Argentina, so you were right there. Oh, really? Buenos Aires, yes. Have you been to Buenos Aires on the Amazing Race? Not on the Amazing Race, no. Just by yourself? When I was on my way to Montevideo, I made a quick stop there. Nice. Take the Boca boat or whatever they call it. Did you grow up there? I grew up there, yes. Oh, wow. What a beautiful city. It really is. It's kind of like Paris meets uh, New York. Yeah. A little bit, right? Paris meets New York meets South America. Meet South America, yes. I was going to say, like San Telmo and some of the neighborhoods. I'm excited yeah, yeah. that you were in my in my country. That's so, so cool. I didn't realize it was your country. I, I guess I owe you some taxes. It's mine, yes. Of course it's mine. I own it. Even though I'm not there anymore. Yeah, you didn't know that? Wow, that must, that must be some good uh, secondary income. As oh, exactly. yeah. Argentina. Yeah, that's what's financing this podcast. Ah, well... Muchas gracias, Argentina. <laughs> Don't cry for me, Argentina. But they do. Muchas gracias. <laughs> I'm sure you hear that every day. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, you should. Come on. I should. Yes. What's up with these people? They don't. <laughs> they didn't catch up. I didn't catch it until you told me, PJ. I mean, you like enlightened me a lot. You and Shaman like totally enlightened me. You know, as as I've said many times as a shaman, it's not that I am a spiritual being. I'm not a god. I'm not some sort of a all-powerful spirit. I'm not a demiurge. I'm not some sort of a all-knowing, omnipresent, omniscient creator. I'm just here to awaken, to open sesame, the third eye that's underneath each of the invisible horns that we all have. Because we're all unicorns mm -hmm. to some extent. Definitely. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about any adventures because I know like here I have my friend Dave. Hi, Dave. And Hi, I, Dave. <laughs> he wants to know, he's like 12 episodes. So can you tell us, like, what were the most exciting adventures on the Amazing Race? 
Did he's 12th episode of what? Now here he says the amazing race, 12 episodes. 12 episodes. Was it 12 episodes? It might've been 13 episodes, but maybe the last episode is a two-parter. So okay. sure, 12 episodes, um, Colorado, Brazil, Brazil, Russia, Italy, Sicily, Greece, Oman, Australia, Thailand, Japan. Yeah, 12 sounds about right. Sounds about right, yeah. Dave is a researcher, he's amazing. He always does research and everything and he tunes in and, and asks questions. Do you have any questions, Dave? What Before Dave asks a question, because he will have questions. I wanna know, what was your favorite country and why? On that we went to on the Amazing Race. Yes. Well, I would say that it, at the time of year that we were traveling, which was uh, about November, December. Yeah. Um, it was very hot in Australia because you know a lot of, not a lot of Americans realize this. Maybe I'd be curious to see how many Americans actually know. But in November, December, when you go to Australia, it's their summertime. Yeah. So a lot of people that show up there ready to go snowboarding or whatever they think they're going to do on vacation are in for a <laughs> But it was a little too hot there. But I think Greece, when we were there, was like just right. Like it was raining for some of the day and then it turned into this beautiful sunlit day driving along the sea. The food was delicious. Amazing. We had this moment where we thought we weren't going to make it, you know, where we got lost for a little while. I had to stop to change my socks because they were soaking wet. And then when we got to Fort Rion, we found out that we weren't unlimited. We were still in it. And then Lake and Michelle showed up and they just got a little more lost than we did. So they were out of there and we got to go the rest of the way. But hey, if you're watching Lake, love you guys. Give my best to Gage and the kids, me and Tyler. Thanks for having us down there in Hattiesburg. Shout outs. Feel free to shout out at any moment. Uh, Dave Kwong, if you're watching, good to see you. I look forward to Inside the Box next week. Blickstead, how's it going? So how are your mom for me? Stephen Atkinson, good to see you. Hey, Dave, love you, bro. Set up our lucky trade for next week. Mom, dad, I'm not upset that you guys got rid of the hot tub when I was 18. That was fine. Got a new hot tub now. Just cleaned it out. Uh, well, that that was very thorough. Uh, a very thorough shout out. Uh, I'll do more shout outs later. I just wanted to get those important ones out of those, the way. Right now. Yeah, those are the important ones. But in between shout outs, let's talk about uh, the amazing race. I'm fascinated with the fact that you did it and you won. And also, what, I mean, you're a very adventurous person. I know that. But mm -hmm. what? Why did you do it? Did you just audition and you were like, they picked you and you were like, all right, I'll do it. Or were you like, I want to be on the amazing race. How did that happen? I think it was a combination of those two things. Mm -hmm. I, I came up to them and said, I really want to do it. I want to be on the amazing race. <laughs> and then out of the pool of thousands of people sending in videotapes and we went to an open call out in Bakersfield, California. They picked us. We went through a few rounds of callbacks and being sequestered and, going up to meet with all their executives and mm -hmm. 
casting people and hosts and psychologists and doctors and then we got picked and got to go that's very cool psychologists like they want to make sure you're not cuckoo that you're not gonna like no, they make you take some tests to see that you're not unstable or that you're just unstable enough so you uh -huh. take the mmpi test the minnesota multiphasic imagery test which is like a 800 question multiple choice test that if some sort of a hexagonal diagram of your personality. Interesting. And, uh, then, you know, you meet with a psychologist, psychiatrist, I can never keep those two straight, to talk about the results. And, you know, you have to get all of these um, inoculations and shots to make sure you can travel around the world. It's a lot of uh, preparation to go into it. And some of it you do before you do even know for sure that you're going. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so you became like a reality star. And I know that a lot of people that are watching are, you know, actors. And uh, what advice would you have for somebody who wants to be a reality star? If you want to be a reality star, you should see a psychiatrist <laughs> or a psychologist. I'm not sure which. Only become a reality star if it is your last option. That's what happened for me. And, you know, I'm, it wound up working out okay. I think the race, a la Amazing, is probably the least scarring of the reality shows. You know, if you go on Love at First Sight or Naked and Afraid or Surviving Darkness Alone in a Sack or um, The Bachelor or Survivor or the apprentice, you're going to get a little bit of emotional, perhaps physical scarring. Really? Who I knew who had been on Survivor and he had something wrong with his leg from when he got bit by some sort of a creature in a swamp or something. And he still had that, you know, like eight years later. And he didn't even win. Poor guy. Oh my that's terrible. So you're talking yeah, physical and psychological scars or just physical? What? Just physical, I think, from The Amazing Race. Uh, really? Did you get any scars? Where? Can you show us? I think right here, my elbow. I think I got thrown down onto a rock when we were, we had to wrestle a guy in Greece, you know, with a two of us against one Greek wrestler, you'd think we would easily overtake him, but turns out they've got a lot of training. <laughs> yeah. They're able to pin you to the ground, even if they're just wearing a toga. Yeah, they, they, they have some moves. I dated a wrestler and they got moves. Oh, really? Were you pinned? Uh, well, he was uh, like actually like a wrestling hall of fame kind of guy. And um, oh, really? but we did another kind of wrestling that I can't talk about here on Facebook Live. So you pinned him. You pinned each other. I think we took in turns. We're switches, you know, which is, yeah. That's the, that's, the, that's the best way to do it, I think, yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. It's much better than just one person doing everything and the other person just laying there. You just both have to fight and take in turns. Mm-hmm. Tit for tat. Absolutely. Yes. So 
two of you and the wrestler, I mean, what kind of moves did he pull on you that you couldn't? Somehow he just kept throwing us down onto the ground over and over again. <laughs> they do that. Yeah, they put him inside this circle, right? And then we were on the outside of the circle and had to go in and pull him out. But we couldn't do it because we were both on the ground after he just kept slamming us down over and over again. So then Tyler took his shirt off, which I should have done also, because the next time I went in, he just grabbed me by my shirt and threw me down. And I was like, no, this is my gym shirt from seventh grade. And that's when I was filled with middle school rage. And then we went back in and we both just grabbed him and ran as hard as we could and got him out of that circle somehow. You did. It was crazy. I and mean, it was raining. It was muddy. And then it I just, was like we. It was muddy. So it was like mud wrestling or. Mm -hmm. kind of like like, that. mm -hmm. That's kind of sexy. Is there a tape around of that? Yes. I think you can watch the entire season on Hulu. Great. Okay. Believe if that's correct. Mm -hmm. You don't have in your reel. Actually, let me show a reel of the amazing race. Um, like, uh, yeah, let me show you and Tyler. When was this? When was the amazing race? What year was that? 06 of the 21st century. 2006. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back in the O's. Oh, because the shaman uh, lives. Uh, yeah, I get it. Okay. That's why you're specifically. Uh, from my good friend Tyler's. Yes. Page. So here you guys are, the amazing race. Ninja and I, we seek the joy in life. We feel like we are searchers for the funny and the ironic, and we go out with our nets, which are our minds, and just God live in it. Come on, dude. Ninja, thing you ever done? James Bond thing you've ever done. It's pretty damn fun. Good job. 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 Pretty nervous, a little stressed, because when you're last place, there's a chance you'll get kicked off of the race, and then you don't get a chance to win it. Yeah. But if you're lucky, you're in last place on one of the legs, which is a non-elimination leg, and so they only take away your money that you've accumulated so far and all of your clothes and whatever you have in your backpack. And uh, you just have to keep going with your wow. eye or toe land. So did you at any moment wanted to quit? I don't think anyone wanted to quit, but you know, there are definitely people who got eliminated and wished that they hadn't been. A lot like him. Yeah. Who kind of looks like Phil in that picture right there. If I squint, it looks just like Lake. <laughs> Lake, if you're watching, I love you, baby. Let's hang out in Hattiesburg again. Drive to New Orleans. <laughs> Drink some bilbo. Have some hurricanes. 
Can, can we keep watching? Please. Thank you. Let's see. Man. Okay, see you, money. Good thing we don't have too much of it. Yeah. Now, just to be clear, you will not be receiving any money at the start of the next leg of the race. You need to start with zero dollars to your name. In addition, I need to take all your possessions, everything except the clothes on your back and your passports. Okay, how the hell did you continue doing it when you had no money, no clothes, nothing? Well, Grace, you're going to have to watch season nine on Hulu of The Amazing Race to find out. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm going to, but can you tell me? Can you give me a little sneak preview? <laughs> we met a nice uh, hitchhiking Bedouin on our way to the airport named Abdul Hamid, who was able to help us fill up our tank with gas, get us some candy bars, and then we were on our way. We used all the energy that we got from the sugar in those candy bars to get to the airport and convince people there that they should contribute money to us. And uh, yeah. Very cool. So here, let me see when you're winning. That's right. Spoiler alert. Let's see. came to the man every single time with a smile on your face how do you describe the race to people now that you've been through the world is a beautiful place and there's so much to see and experience and there's so many people out there and every country that bj and i went to we met the people we looked them in the eyes we asked them for help and we tried to give them some of our adventure energy in return i feel like that's why we're here right now is because of the people all around the world. guys uh at the beach staying are you going to keep this look now that you're uh, a little richer than you were in the beginning well i mean if it's this successful to be hippies we might as well stay hippies <laughs> on this race being cerebral or being intelligent doesn't help as much as being in the moment and just being aware of what's going on around you and it's just great to stay positive and just really enjoy each other's company and our friendship is what got us through this BJ and I approached each country with wide eyes and enthusiasm and joy and a huge spirit of adventure and willing to share that with everybody we met. There's so much in this world. We might as well just take advantage of as much as we can and give back as much as we can. And you know what I'm fascinated with? That you said that the main thing uh, to uh, win this race was to be in the moment. And you're a great improv actor, so did that you think your improv background help you like just be in the moment and not worry about what's going to happen or how you're going to you know travel to whatever with no clothes or no money yeah i think so i think if you're too stressed out about what's coming next or what you just did last time you're going to miss out on the opportunities that can present themselves along the way absolutely and do you think that applies to life itself too Yes, I do. Yeah, right? We should bring Shaman again. Maybe he can tell us a little bit more about... Let me see if I can contact him right now. Okay, let's see. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Hi, yeah, Shaman. Hi, Shaman. <laughs> so I was asking BJ uh, about being in the moment and how important that is to for life itself, not just for the amazing race, but being in the moment without... Where, oh, Okay, you're still here, Shaman? Uh-huh. Okay, good. So like being, <laughs> being in the moment versus worrying about the past and the future, just being right there. So how? why do you think that's important in life? 
because life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stop and look around every once in a while, you could miss it. I like that. You're very wise, Shaman. I'm fascinated with you. I find you extremely sexy. With the, I'm a sapiosexual, so I find you very sexy, Shaman. Uh, mm -hmm. You know what the secret is of being alive? What is it? Breathing. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. You're just brilliant. It's so simple and yet so genius. It's it's beyond genius. You can do without even thinking about it until you can't. There you go. See, it's so simple. You put everything in a way that just we can all understand. It's deep and philosophical, yet easy for access to people that are not philosophical and spiritual. I couldn't have put it better myself. Thank you. I don't even know what I said, but I'm sure it, it translates somehow. <laughs> um, so, Shaman, um, well, uh, would you be able to bring BJ back? Because Dave has a question that's going to oh, be... Oh, BJ, let me see if I can contact him. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Hey, it's me, BJ. Hi. There you go, the unicorn. How you oh. doing, BJ? Okay, I had, a, had to have a little moment with Shaman. Oh, that's totally fine. I sometimes feel like he lives in me. Literally. So here's the question. Um, he says, uh, please talk about memories of film permit police, which I know who produced that, <laughs> my manager. The, uh -huh. Santa, ah, the Santa Menace and Jack Jiminy porn extra. <laughs> okay. Please uh -huh. do. I, I'm actually interested in what is... Jack Jiminy Porn Extra. Well, Jack Jiminy was a series that a good friend of mine, Nolan Silverstein, shout out to Nolan. How's it going, Nolan? Hope you're watching this. Say hi to your fam in Malibu for me. Give Lewis a high five. And uh, he was an aspiring porn extra who is the son of two very famous porn actors and I had a bit part on the series as famous porn actor named BJ. Very appropriate. Mm -hmm. So You've did probably you seen you, some of my films? But do you consider I'm gonna Google that one. Do you consider yourself <laughs> like you dabbled mm -hmm. in porn because oh. of this? I, I wouldn't say that I dabbled. I wasn't much of a dabbler, just more of a dilettante. A dilettante. There you go. What's the difference between a dabbler and a dilettante? A dilettante is more French. <laughs> like a French dabbler, if you've ever used one of those. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It means the same thing, but just pronounced. It's, it seems more a fancy French kind mm -hmm. of... Uh, Porn actor. Yeah. The yeah. other one. What about you? Have you dabbled yourself? Oh, no. No. I, I did actually uh, co hosted a radio show for Playboy. Um, oh, and, really? oh, yeah. Yeah. For a few months. And they paid me pretty good, good money. But I had to wake up at like five in the morning. Um, yeah, yours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. Did you go to the grotto, though? No, I've never been. But, uh, you know, I, I worked for Hugh Hefner. So that was uh, kind of like a dream. And I didn't have to take my clothes off because it was Playboy Radio. 
Oh, this, okay. this is the face of Playboy Radio, right here. Wow. You didn't know that. I didn't know that, no. I'll have to go back through my old issues and see if I can find that. <laughs> yeah. Or was he, he just pulled the strings from afar? I see. Mm. Yeah, he did. Oh. Uh, but still, you know, hey, I, I, I can claim. I had no idea. Uh, hi, Chris. He had no idea about Playboy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Film Permit Police was yes. a series that I co-started in with the brilliant creator, David Elder. Shout out to David. David, thanks for letting me take that nap on your couch a few weeks ago. Appreciate it. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't pick my pockets while I was sleeping. But, um, thanks to Dave and Viv for creating such a crazy world and for letting me drive that Tesla. Oh, man. That Hopefully Tesla, oh my God. It's the best. You know what sold me? It has, no, it has a fart noise. And I was oh, driving, I mean, I wasn't driving. I was in the car and David and Vivian were in it. And then the kids, I was with the kids mm -hmm. in the back. And all of a sudden there's this fart noise and everybody's accusing me. But, but it wasn't you. You can make it so that the steering wheel does fart sounds too, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they did it, but they were laughing. They were accusing me and then they were like, ha, ha, ha. You know, and I was no, it wasn't me. Yeah, it was, but I loved it. After that, I'm like, I'm sold. It it farts. A car that farts. Where, where Are you going to get one yourself? What? Are you going to get a Tesla with all this Playboy money? <laughs> with all this love at first laugh moolah that's rolling in, I'm sure, right now? Dude, ah, it's so rolling right now. Really? Uh, yeah. 12 million live viewers right now? That's insane. It's yeah. insane. It's insane. Wow. I know. Well, what's well, up to all my homies in Indonesia who I'm sure are watching right now? You guys should be asleep right now. Go to bed. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Have> cool crap. <laughs> That's not even Indonesian. That's funny. Uh, so uh, let me let me ask you a few questions about acting because I'm very Jeez. interested about Yes, yes. Allow me to let you ask me many questions. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm full of questions. Uh, so you were on Weeds and CSI, right? How were Correct. In Weeds, I played a very belligerent beer vendor at a children's concert that the two boys were going to to try to sell drugs to stressed out parents. Mm. They were going, you know, it was some sort of like the Wiggles or the Teletubbies, I mean, one of those, you know, bands for kids. Yeah. You know? um, uh, thanks to Dave Holstein for getting me up in there. Dave, creator of Kidding now. Season three coming out. Hey, if you want a QAnon shaman on there, here's your man, BJ. Look at this face. He's <laughs> only a brother could shoot with an arrow. And then in CSI, I played a cult member on the episode Shooting Stars back in the day. One of my first things I did in Hollywood. Nice. And, uh, for most of the episode, I was a dead body, which was very exciting. <laughs> Those are the best ones to play. You get paid and you don't do anything. You just play dead, literally. Yeah. So those are great. Those are my favorite roles. Have you been a corpse before? Uh, no, I haven't been a corpse. 
but I felt like a corpse at times. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Do it. Yeah. Rigor mortis. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. I felt that before. Uh, but I don't think that's appropriate for Facebook Live. <laughs> so okay, we, just DM me about that later. I'll totally DM you. You know I always DM you about the stuff we can't talk on the air. I know. I should show them some of these DMs that you sent me. It's kind uh, of but No, they're just between us. Okay, okay. I don't want to get you in trouble with the... Uh... Yeah. Are you blackmailing me? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I might need the shaman back. Um, oh, there he is. I always get what I wish for. It's me. <laughs> What's up? What's up, shaman? Um, so uh, let me let me see, um, shaman. I know you can answer. Oh, wait. Uh -huh. Okay. Oh, can you bring BJ? Actually, shaman. I know I'm confusing you. There, BJ. There you are. Okay. Here I am. <laughs> I have some deep questions for you, BJ. Um, okay, I'm ready. Okay, excellent. So who is your favorite person and why? My favorite person? Yes. Like in the whole world, the whole history? The whole world. Every, all the traveling you've done, everything in the whole world. And you would know about the world because you traveled so much. So you have to have that person. I'm sure of all people in the world, you have that person the whole world well i think she knows who she is Aww. and she's watching right now from uh the other room <laughs> the other room so grandma and <laughs> always supporting i love you happy valentine's day oh you live with grandma no, she's visiting in realms above watching. Oh, is that your favorite person? She lives on. She lives. Me. Yeah. Well, I have a theory that in our DNA are, or our ancestors, you know, like the stories and all the, they're all in our DNA. So I'm sure she is in your DNA. Whoa, that's crazy. That's crazy. I know. I know. I have those theories, you know, like QAnon and the DNA. I'm kind of like that. I'm kind of weird. I read a lot. I research and then I come up with conclusions and then write a script about it. And optionally, really? that's how I do it. Mm. Like what? What's one of your crazy theories? Well, I just told you a couple. There's more. Oh, right. That our DNA contains information that's passed on from our ancestors. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't believe in past lives. I think that the DNA has the stories of our ancestors and that's what we look at as past lives. Like the memories that could come from the DNA and not literally past lives. That's just my theory, but I could be wrong. Who knows? Right? You might be wrong. You might be right. I might be crazy, but I just might be the lunatic you're looking for. Oh, absolutely. I've been looking for a lunatic like you all my life. So, and I'm here right now interviewing this lunatic. But you're kind of like an uh, like a, a harmless lunatic. Mm-hmm. Right? I have horns, but they're not pointy. They're not pointy. I don't I don't feel like they would kill anyone. Yeah. I think they're just like almost like plastic. Almost. They're ivory, but they look like plastic. 
Yeah, they, they do. Okay. Primary always does. So uh, let me ask you, BJ, because I have, I see the horn is the unicorn. Uh, so it's your BJ right now. What are you grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for all the people in my life who have offered me support and encouragement and, you know, worked with me as I've become this beautiful shamanic creature that you see before you. And I'm grateful to you for having me and for being the kind of person that appreciates the strange and unusual because um, I myself am strange and unusual. I not only appreciate it, I enjoy it and I celebrate it. Viva las extraños. <laughs> okay. On that note, my next question. Um, like, <laughs> Like when you were in the amazing race, okay, I would think that you had to like cheer yourself on. How yeah. did you do that? Like, because I would have been like, screw it. You know, you give me no money. You take my clothes away. I, I quit, dude. I'm going back home. No, you can't quit. You have to keep going. There was only one time when we were in Greece that I thought it wasn't worth it to keep going. And, um, you know, I think we both... We've been driving for like an hour or so, and we realized we'd been going in the wrong direction the whole time. Mm. So, <laughs> we were basically two hours behind everyone else because we had to drive back in the same direction we had just come from in order to catch up to where we were supposed to be. And I think we just decided to stop and, you know, get some hot chocolate at an internet cafe. Mm-hmm and like look up some directions, you know, because the whole time you're on this around the world race, you don't have, I mean, it was 2006, so a lot of people didn't have these kind of things then anyway, you know, like personal map devices and, you know, smartphones that everyone has these days, but we did uh, go into this internet cafe and like use it to look up to make sure that we are going to Rion, Anti-Rion or wherever we were trying to get to in, uh, Napoleos, Greece, and you know, we're sitting there sipping our hot chocolate. And we're like, should we just check our emails? We're not supposed to check our emails while we're out here, but we're probably going to be get sent to a quarantine location after this anyway once we get booted off, you know. And then we drive back that hour in the other direction and we get to this fortress. And when we get to the top, he's like, BJ and Tyler, you are team number five, you know, out of the six teams left. And we just started hugging each other. Crying, and, and then they said, "Okay, the, the next team is coming. You guys got to go." So we went like hid behind this little wall, and we saw the next team come in. And they're like, "You are the last team to arrive." We're like, "Whoa, that could have been us!" Wow, wow. Uh, so you guys, it was important for you to have your friend there. Obviously, you guys like encouraged each other. Definitely, yeah. Like if he would, if I was ever, you know, kind of getting down to the dumps, like, oh, we got lost. He would be like, hey, man, come on, we just gotta keep going. Like, learn from our mistakes, keep trying, keep smiling, and then, uh, you know, it wound up paying off at the end. Yeah, it truly did. Um, yeah. yeah. I really think you should do it if you have. I mean, even if you think you can't do it, um, you know, there were these two sisters that were on the season that we did um, that uh, I feel like, I don't know if you have a sister yourself. I don't. 
Oh, well, you know, you could just find someone and say she's your sister or, you know, use one of your soul sisters or something. But they were, they called themselves the Glamazons and they were two tall blonde sisters who I think hadn't spoken to each other in 15 years or something. They got into some sort of a fight and had like stopped talking and then they got back together to do the race and they did pretty well. That is so cool. I love it. Yeah, I might look into it. Who knows? It sounds fun. I mean, you travel all over the world. Why not? I don't know if they're doing it right now. I think they might have halted production um, this yeah. year because of the whole, you know. I, I would definitely think so. Um, so let me ask you something. Uh, do you have any favorite quotes? And if so, what do they mean to you? Or what does it mean to you? Give me just one. Oh, I do. I wish I could have them at the tip of my hat so I could just cast them out to you like pearls um, amongst the people. Uh, the, um, let's see, quotes, 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 quotes. It can be a quote from you. Like you can make up the quote. Like I have my own quotes. What's one of your quotes? Kick butt and have fun. Kick butt and have fun. Kick butt and have fun. That that's oh, kick butt and have fun. Yeah, that's I like know what I said once that I, was from a movie that I was a fan of uh, as a kid, which is I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm I like that one better. All out of bubble gum. I like that one better. Yep. Rest in peace, Rowdy. Threat to throw me out of the bird's window once. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> um, and then what else? There's the I took the two roads. I took the one less traveled by. The story of sound and fury. All the world's stage. Pledge allegiance to the flags, to the nations of the United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, radium, nickel, neodymium, neptunium, geranium, iron, emery, samarthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium, and lanthanum, nastine, nastine, radium, gold, perctitinium, and gallium, gallium, iodine, thorium, and thulium, and thallium. Those are just, you know, some of the elements that I like to incorporate into my life. Um, They're very clear. Very clear to everybody listening to to uh, you speaking in tongues. Oh yes, well I did study Pentecostalism for a short while, so every once in a while I will lapse into speaking in the spiritual language of tongues. Um, but I'm sure Drew, if you're listening, you understand what I'm saying. The old dragon bottom, you know, one of those type of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you had to translate that, how would it translate into? Regular English, not irregular English. You regular. can't achieve neutral buoyancy without neutrally buoyanting achievemently. That is so deep. I don't even understand what you said, but it's just I feel the depth of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't have to understand. You don't. Sometimes the best way to understand is to breathe and be. There you go. Is that the shaman? Are you channeling him? 
<laughs> it was me the entire time. Ah, was not here. Oh, now you change your voice, shaman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo. Um, I can't. I can't keep up with the shaman. It's. Well, it's you can run with me to the hills. Yeah. 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 I'm, oh, I run. I run. But sometimes there's so much depth and so much that the shaman throws at me. You you throw that I'm overwhelmed and it takes me a little bit to absorb. I see. And the, the wisdom that you give us with so just such such simple thoughts and simple phrases. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're so deep that they it takes a long time for them to sink in. Simple joys have a simple voice that say, why not? Go ahead. There you go. There you go. You know, I'm still like taking in what you told me on Lay Down Comedy, which guys, if you're watching, you have to go to my onlyfans.com slash Grace Comedy and watch the episode with Shaman. Uh, I'm I'm the bunny. It's the bunny and the shaman. That's kind of oh like goodness. it was such an amazing spiritual, virtual experience. I've been telling everybody they've got to go to Grace Fraga, OnlyFans.com slash Grace Fraga and check out Lay Down Comedy so that they can see mm -hmm. the you know melding of shaman and bunny minds. And we both had horns. I mean, come on, it's the I'm like bunny boy. The connection, the connection. I, I don't have my, I should have probably worn my bunny ears too. No, but look at your hair. It's like, it's like a crown of flowers upon your head. Oh my goodness. Yes, you it's great. ready to hit the Where are you guys going to go? Somewhere in the valley, West Hollywood? What's, oh, for, you know? for my date, uh, we're going to go to West Hollywood. I have a Valentine's date, because um, <laughs> I always complain about my love life. Uh, Where yeah. in Utah will you go? I cannot say. I will tell you. I will text you. I will DM you, and that's okay, you yeah, know. Tell you, yeah, our private stuff that I don't want out there. That's I'll DM you, and I'll let you know where I'm going. Because I know you're not in LA, so you okay. can follow. Sure. Actually, we would love for you to to come and and like join us and have our valentine's day with us because you're gonna bring so much wisdom to the table and uh, yeah yeah there you go yeah oh my so goodness. oh my god we've been almost an hour i mean i can talk to you for <laughs> hours and hours and hours you know, have me on every other week Every other week you should be, yeah, because I have so many questions to ask Shaman, you know, so many, and your answers just like fill me with joy and, um, and just, I, I just can't get enough of you. It's, uh, I'm going to be honest. I just can't. Shaman. I can't get enough of myself. I can only imagine. I, I yeah, yeah. I, I'd be hungry for myself if I were you. I'd, I'd be like, I want more of me. Do you feel like that, Shaman? Sometimes I start. I, I realize that I'm eating myself and I have to stop because I, I'm so delicious that I'll just look at my arm and I'm covered in barbecue sauce. And I'm like, what are you doing? You can't eat yourself. Yeah. You have to share and yourself with the world. Yeah, you have to stop yourself or else you're going to be like, ah, yeah, you know arm by the time you know it. And, and mm -hmm. uh, you need yeah. your arm. Yeah, you need your arms. Don't. No, I'm yeah. Harrison Ford running after me, saying, "There he is, the Lord Man." 
Absolutely. You know what? Um, what somebody asked, where are you going, Grace? Hi, Jennifer. I'm not going to say where I'm going. Everybody wants to know. <laughs> not in public. <laughs> um, so, um, okay, last question. I'm going to ask the shaman. Okay. Should we ask BJ the last question? Ask, look, ask us both. There okay. Both. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. So let me ask BJ first and then shaman, and we're going to close in the shaman. Uh, so BJ, what do you want to be known for? I think I would like to be known for leaving like a really joy giving world of art to the world that lives on after I'm gone so that there's just, you know, like a deep well and waterfall of joy that people can dip into whenever they want to feel invigorated. That was beautiful. That was You're just beautiful. So Shaman. Uh-huh. So Shaman, what do you want to be known for? Probably winning the next presidential election. I've got some things that are in place right now. And I think over the next year, once I am released from uh, my prison, uh, we'll be seeing a lot of surprises. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Is that a, are you predicting somehow? Because you have predicting powers, I think. You know, when it comes to your own life, you don't have to rely on predictions because you can have premonitions that you are able to make happen yourself through your own fingers. That's why they call spells spells because you're just taking the letters that we all use and arranging them to spell the words that will define your own future. And anything that you want to acquire or achieve, you're able to create through your own manifestations of the ideations which your spiritual mind and body are able to coalinguate together. So if you want the world to be a brighter place just put a smile on your face that is a beautiful sentiment a beautiful wise way to end this podcast so i can go on my date <laughs> so um okay, I was frozen for a second. Yeah, you were frozen, but I think you were just faking it like the kids do. <laughs> they're like and I know they're breathing and they're <laughs> I knew you were faking it. I just knew. Okay. Thank you so much, BJ and Shannon, for being on Love at First Left, the Green Room Edition. Thank you. And Oh, loving your horns. Stay horny. And I will see you very soon, Shaman. And guys, tune in to <laughs> I love this guy. Okay, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Bye, Jennifer. Bye, Dave, Rich, and Chris. You guys have a safe night. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye.
Bye.